it's olivia and it's rachel back with episode number six of words carry away podcast (laughs) (laughs) so today i it's olivia and i wanted to touch on something that has been kind of prevalent in my life recently which is kindness and growth in relationships and i'm not talking of course this is included but i'm not just talking about spouses or significant others i'm talking about any relationship in your life and that can be your friends your family members your parents any relationship yeah it's i think it's extremely overlooked and when we preach kindness to to little kids we have an entire slide about how it's so easy to be nice to strangers it's a little less easy but it's still easy to be kind of nice to your friends but the most difficult people to be kind to is our family 100 percent, yeah and i think that and this isn't universal to everyone because some people do not have the pleasure of having supportive families but yeah for sure um so i guess for those people if you're listening you can relate it to a different set of people in your life that do have those attributes. But I think that we just think of families as like, oh, they'll always be there for me. We're kind of, we're born together, we're stuck together. So that's not really a relationship that you have to work on. Um, it's, it's an overlooked thought. And I think it definitely is. I think that with your siblings, with your parents, just because it's been that way your whole life doesn't mean you can't grow. And just because you're attempting to grow that relationship doesn't mean that it's a bad relationship. It means that you care about that relationship so much that you want to put the effort in to make it even better, to make it even stronger. And I think that's overlooked a lot with parents because... Rachel and I were high school students, right? So we live at home with parents and there's obviously a dynamic of like adult and child and that's how it is. But recently I have been in the search for um, heightening a relationship with one of my parents. And I think that that is a beautiful thing that we can all do. And what I kind of thought of it as is a lot of people think, all right, this is my relationship with my parent, this is what's great, and then this is what's lacking, I'm going to fix that with my kids when I have kids. And that's what that's just kind of a generational thing, like, all right, this is what's lacking, let me fix, and their kids, this is what's lacking, let me fix, this is what's blah, 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 so on, etc. And they don't think, all right, well, this is what's lacking, why don't we fix it right now? Why don't we heighten that relationship right now? And because your parents, your siblings, your if you have any aunts or uncles or cousins that you're close with, grandparents, anyone who maybe is not biological family, but they are family to you, that is an important person to find elevation with that relationship. No matter what, if you think they're a constant in my life, just because they're a constant, just because you're not worried about them leaving you or the relationship ending, which is why people work on their romantic relationships or their friendships because they're like, well, I don't want it to end. Let me make it better. Just because you're not worried about that and you don't have that push doesn't mean you shouldn't try to heighten that relationship. That's an amazing point. And I I do just want to add in, we see you. Like Olivia said, if you are maybe in a family where you are being abused or there's like genuinely just no hope we see you and we recognize that and we know that there's only so much you can do um definitely prioritize your safety first of all but um 
I love what Olivia is saying because I have had that mindset of, I don't know for you so much if it's like, I'm going to break this generational curse, but for me, I've experienced things where I'm like, I will 1 million percent not do that to my Mm -hmm. kids. And I think, I think everyone can relate to that on, on a certain level of like, even if it's nothing crazy, it's not like abuse, but just, I don't want this attribute brought onto my kids like yeah something super simple like I will never do this to my kids and for a very long time I kind of like lost hope and I would I would look at this um relationship with my parent and be like I will never treat my kids this way and I would just I wouldn't even pursue anything but recently even though it's hard and I I see you if you get ignored or if you're, you're not taken seriously but it is important to set boundaries and to speak up and to say this isn't okay the way you're treating me and it's so crazy because I had this experience where I told one of my parents like it's not right what you're doing to me and they told me but my parent did this to me yeah and I was like that's not an excuse like you're recognizing that it's wrong but just because your parent did it to you so all I'm saying is I know it can be really difficult if you're in in a abusive household or if if you don't think that you're your parent has your best interests, but it is important that we we try working on these relationships yeah. now instead of just leaving it for the future when we if we eventually become parents. And just for my story specifically, the reason that this is resonating so much right now, I personally am not in an abusive household at all. And the issue, I don't want to give any specifics, but the issue that I'm speaking of is not um such a drastic issue as abuse or neglect at all it's it's minor compared to that but it still has a lot of importance to me I I think it's amazing that that like Olivia is recognizing this and her family is recognizing that like there's growth Mm -hmm. because that's so beautiful and like like Olivia was saying like we often disregard familial relationships as like valid relationships that need to be worked on we think like oh maybe with a boyfriend girlfriend but yeah I'll do better with my next relationship with my kids. But it's so important that we prioritize family too. And real quick before I I hand it back to Olivia, I do want to mention Olivia has also taught me something from from this friendship with her. She's also taught me that friendships need work and that like we can't just like ignore problems and like pretend they don't Mm -hmm. exist. Like it's okay to want to further your friendship and work on things that are being left unsaid and like it's okay like it's not a bad thing I think it's amazing wanting to strengthen your relationship with someone yeah that's true and just to like base off what Rachel said that I think we're given people for a reason and it's not to stay stagnant at all it's to grow so with the family thing for example that um I'm going through I think that there are ways if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking yeah, I have some stuff that I would like to grow with my parents, with my siblings, with or your guardian, with someone that lives in your house with you that you think is such a constant, you don't think about working on that relationship. If you're thinking of something right now, like this could be worked on and it could be so small. It could be so small as I wish I they hugged me more. Or like, like I wish, I don't know, for me, I, I had this thing where I was like, I wish you showed support more or I yeah. wish you I wish you told me you were proud of me. Yeah, that what Rachel experiences a lot of a lot of other people experience as well. 
Um, and it could even be a tiny thing. Like, I wish you made me a different breakfast. <laughs> and I'm thinking of an abstract example here, but you get the idea. So if you're thinking of anything, if you're thinking of multiple things, big, small, whatever it is, there is 100% a right and a wrong way to approach approach it. Because everyone, I'm sure you've heard it either yourself or in the movies, like, don't talk back to me, right? Because I think a lot of kids do actually experience, like, I wish this relationship was different. I wish that it was more elevated. But they go about it the wrong way with yelling and defiance. And that's, right, that's not the right way. Kids end up running away from home because of that. And that's a very serious issue. And that's never the right way to approach it. Because there is, obviously, a dynamic parent versus kid. If we're talking about parents specifically here. Or guardian, whoever watches over you. There is a dynamic of they are... The decision maker for you they are the one looking out for you if you're a minor especially and so that's the dynamic that it's important to keep in mind right so it is a little bit of a line to walk but to come to them say hey could i talk to you find a, a space where you know no one else is listening because it is hard to talk about something if you don't feel comfortable talking around certain people or you are comfortable whatever it is um and then say so recently or it doesn't have to be recently it could be your whole life it could be the past few years whatever it is within this amount of time and if there's something that you think started it you could point that out i think abc caused this or i don't know what caused this i have noticed this happening and make sure also to not cast blame because with if there is a barrier in your relationship that is not just that person's fault that's your fault and that's their fault so I'm not say I'm not blaming you. I have a role to play in this and you have a role to play in this as well, but I've noticed XYZ this barrier whatever it is, this this issue and I think we could fix it. Would you like to work with me? I would love to work on fixing it together because this is blah blah blah, this is how I think we could improve. It would make me really happy and I feel like we could be stronger if we did that. And then once hopefully they agree to fixing this issue which if they care if they truly care about you they should be ready to fix this issue then you can say either i think we could fix it like this blah 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 or say i don't know how to fix it think me and you together could do some research or just be conscious of it be conscious make it a conscious effort do research there is family therapy that's a great option but of course not everyone can afford that that is a lot of money but there's so many resources on the internet but the first step, whatever it is that you're going to do the fe- to fix it, sorry, the first step is recognizing it always and saying, hey, I saw this issue because I think what I've noticed in so many families and I'm not calling out my own, I'm just saying in like it's so many people that I've seen is that there's an issue and it gets totally overlooked and it gets pushed down because yeah. that's just how it is. You know, we live with each other. That's just how it is. So being like, all right, I know you've noticed it too because I'm sure they have also noticed it, mm-hmm. but this is the issue. This is the issue. Please help me work on it to fix it. And then you also, you tend to build resentment. And as we've said, mm-hmm. like in an earlier podcast, resentment. If you don't say anything. Yeah, yeah. If, if you if you don't say anything, resentment ruins relationships and it, and it carries a lot of weight. Um, and all of this is assuming that you don't have a narcissistic parent, right? <laughs> um, or I, I know this sounds like terrifying if you're listening to this and you're like, 
I would never be able to have a conversation yeah. with my parents. Like that's a very we, realistic issue. We don't have that relationship at all. We see you and we recognize you. I know. Um, I know. Even in like speaking from my own experience, Hispanic households, your parent is not your friend. Like we were, we were never raised. Your parent is not your friend. Your parent has control over you. Mm-hmm. So this sounds so foreign to some of us who like aren't raised in this culture of healthy communication but don't be afraid to try if you think that it won't hinder your safety it's okay to step out of your comfort zone and try to inspire communication in your family and it's a really really brave decision to make even though I have a very loving and comforting family to where they would be okay with me doing that even though I have that and I knew I had that it was still terrifying to start this journey to be like hey can we talk about this to even recognize the issue that I noticed myself even to call it out myself and tell myself about it no one else just in my own internal dialogue that was scary to talk about it um, I go to therapy to talk about it with my therapist to make it real by bringing it out loud. That was scary. I didn't want to because it felt like betraying my family. It felt like I was almost calling my family out as dysfunctional. And then I realized mm-hmm. it's not dysfunctional. That doesn't mean anything against your family. It's just recognizing it yeah. and recognizing there's room for improvement. That's all. Just word it differently in your head and make that brave decision. Yeah. That's that's amazing that you said that. I think um a lot of times we we just don't bring up things because we're we're scared of it becoming real mm-hmm. if we do and it's better to just like ignore it. But I don't know, I have this rule and a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I've I've recently been controversial topic. <laughs> I've recently been like enacting it of I don't speak poorly about my family. Because I realized, like, when you let people in on what happens in your family, mm-hmm. you're you're leaving your family, the people you're with for the rest of your life, susceptible and open to judgment of other people. And I'm not saying you can't vent to your friends about something that happened. You can't, like, confide in someone if you need a safe place. I'm saying don't call your parents a curse word. Don't drag them down. Don't like, don't make them seem like terrible, horrible people and not tell like the full story. Like, you know, like don't just, don't, don't defame your family. And, um, another huge aspect of this is your, your siblings. And it's so funny because I was just reading something yesterday in our psychology class of like this girl who explained that throughout her entire childhood she had a terrible absolutely terrible relationship with her sister and then as they got older they finally like got over the the teenage angst and like and became amazing friends and sisters but I don't understand why do we have to wait until we're older Mm -hmm. you know why can't we just work on it now and not be immature and like work on these relationships so that it kind of it doesn't leave a forever right forever mark i think there's definitely also like you said got over the teenager like aspect i think no that that's completely valid is that when you're a teenager there's a lot you've yet to learn yet you're also in your former operational years which means that you are starting to gain your own opinions you're starting to get more independent 
yet you haven't found the right tools to communicate and express that. So I think there is just a sense of you're starting to get those opinions, those strong opinions, those independent opinions, and you don't know how to express it. So I think that that's the reason why people are aged. They don't get over those gaps until later in life. So I think, please, guys, those steps that I listed earlier, and I'm going to relist it, that is how you can. So first is getting up the courage to recognizing yourself. Then you have to get up the courage to bring it to that family member and say, hey, will you talk to me? Find a spot you're comfortable talking in. And then say, I love our relationship. But I think, or you don't, maybe you don't love the relationship, but I think that there is room for improvement. I think I've noticed this issue since whenever it started. I think it started because blah, 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 or you don't know why, whichever it is. And this is the issue, lay it out exactly. Say, remember not to cast blame. You always, I feel, I, I, I. You have to do, I feel, not, you did this and you did this and you did this because remembering you have a role to play, right? We're not casting blame on the other person because that's how um, the other person that you're communicating with gets defensive. Understandably so, you want to defend yourself. So I feel this way. I think I could improve this way. I think you could improve this way. Will you please help work with me on this issue and we can figure it out together? And there's so many resources. And um, uh, one last thing I want to add when you are trying to resolve something, never ever do it in the heat of the moment. Because yeah. if you just got done yelling at each other <laughs> or if one of you is crying and like it's so fresh, like that, that wound is so fresh and you try to ignite this profound conversation and reflect on everything that just happened, it's not going to work. And most of the time you're going to be met with someone who's disagreeing with you and not open to resolving the issue because it's so fresh. So especially if, if someone in your family struggles with anger issues, it's so important to not deal with it instantly. Let them cool down. Both of you deserve time to reflect and realize what happened. And then you can soon, don't prolong it obviously, yeah. approach them calmly and lovingly and kindly. And like Olivia said, don't place blame. And I think like the next day is a good indicator yeah. of time. And of course, it's particular to each situation. If that person needs a week, if they need an hour, whatever it is. But I think next day is pretty average. It's so funny. I have a really healthy um, relationship with one of my parents. And what I've always noticed is that if, if something happens, which is very unusual, very unusual, if something happens, I always know I can go to sleep and wake up to an apology. Because sometimes it's comforting to know he's going to apologize yeah. because sometimes we're human. We make mistakes, especially living with other humans. It's like, it's almost inevitable. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah. So it's so normal to reflect on what you did and, and where you went wrong and apologize after you, you've come to that realization. So you don't need an immediate apology. We're human guys, but it, it is really nice to know that a little bit of time can can heal and and even if that parent like Rachel's lucky enough even if that parent doesn't wake up and apologize like if you have a stubborn parent or um as Rachel said earlier a narcissistic parent um 
So if you happen to have a parent like that and you know that they're not going to wake up and apologize, at least that's just an indicator that they will get a little more... Any This is goes for any relationship in your life. And everything we're saying right now goes for any relationship in your life. We're just kind of like... Um, targeting focusing on familial relationships but um time does heal and so the next day they will hopefully have reflected a little bit on your side more and they'll have a little more understanding so just know that it's not even in the moment because we've all been there in the moment if you're in a disagreement an argument with someone and you're like it's gonna be like i i know i've had this like this is how it's gonna be forever we're just always going to be yeah. in this argumentative state. I, I just, that's yeah. just not true. You can grow. Everyone, every relationship in your life has room mm-hmm. for growth. Even, even if it's hard, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's weird because you're not used to working on your relationship with your parents, we're here yeah. to let you know it can I happen. I used to it until I did it. <laughs> yeah. Until I started it. And also, just so you guys know, since we're, we're focusing on family, I just want to leave off letting you guys know Family doesn't mean blood. Yeah. It, it, it means whatever family means to you, you use that as your definition because I'll never forget, I had, I had someone tell me that they viewed friends as family because their, their family was so absent in their life that like their friends that they hung out and saw every single day became their family. Or, or maybe you don't live with anyone who's you know like blood that you have your own definition of family so however this pertains to you in your life we're just letting you know family i think is the people that are a constant the people that are like they will be there for me whenever i need it they care for my physical mental everything well-being like so if you have someone in your if you are lacking that biological family or legal family but you have those people this pertains to them as well 100 percent is there anything else you want to add before I, I give my last kind of? One more thing, yeah, mm-hmm. is just before we sign off. Also, and I know I touched on it a little bit earlier, just keep in mind that your parents were also raised a certain way that reflects how they are raising you. So just keep in mind, it's not all about them, but it's about what they're used to. So take that into consideration and think, all right, they probably need some extra help in this area because they weren't as helped in that area when they were younger. Yeah, and so that's amazing. don't, yeah, don't like discriminate in your head because I think a lot of times we think like, well, I know this. Why don't they know it? Yeah. Well, that's not fair at all to put on someone. So yeah. I like to keep that. If I'm talking with my family, I definitely like to keep that into consideration. That, that was an amazing point. Yeah. A lot of our parents weren't raised with affection or, or you know, whatever it is. We have to keep in mind how they were raised as well. And they were mm-hmm. once a kid like we were. And The last point I want to make is this was a very mature conversation, but it is important that I kind of go back to our roots and what we literally teach little kids. (laughs) I just I I just want to remind you, it is so easy to be nice to strangers, to compliment them in passing, to hold a door. But going home to the people that you see every day and the siblings who get on your nerves and the parent (laughs) and and the parent that irritates you practice patience and kindness and lovingness because it is so i i feel you guys i mean we're we're all there we're we're there all the time it's so easy to to like not think like oh i have an attitude right i have patience with my friends well i'm around them all i 
I feel like we know our family won't judge us, and yeah. that's why we forget to have those values. Because yeah. you're like, well, we, they we're won't comfortable. Judge me. You're we're comfortable, comfortable, so you don't do it. I I mean, it changed my life. That I have such a better relationship with my parents now because I treat them with respect. Yeah. Just because you don't agree with them on something doesn't mean you have to shut them out and be disrespectful. And it's just, oh, I, I implore you, please, mm-hmm. just pra- even if it's hard, even if your brother screams at you and gets on your nerves, don't do it back. Yeah. Just be, be patient and kind and respectful. And it will literally change your relationship with them. Yeah. And to, to sign off with a last reminder step outside that comfort zone and bring that difficult conversation to your family member. Because with my parent that I'm currently embarking on that journey with and recognizing that there's room for growth, I'm so excited to see, like I'm genuinely so excited to see how we already have a great relationship, but what is going to continue from that and how it's going to elevate. Push yourself, guys. I know it's so. I was telling Olivia, it's so funny. I've never seen someone with such a, <laughs> with such a healthy family dynamic who's trying to make it even healthier. <laughs> like it's it's amazing. But yeah. um, I, I think it's I think it's beautiful. Yeah, but I don't care how healthy you claim your family is. There's always always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. But um, uh, so yeah, let's not wait until we're older to break generational cycles. Let's do it now, guys. We believe in you. We believe in you. Remember the steps if you need to. Go back, go back and hear them. But summary, we see you. Recognize it and say, without placing any blame, this is the issue. Please help me work on it. That's the gist. We see you guys. We hear you guys. And if you need anything, you know where to find us. We love you. DM us if you have any questions. We'll literally be there for you. Your therapist, like, (laughs) we'll get not licensed, (laughs) unlicensed advisory committee is gonna be us <laughs> at, at words.carryweight on instagram we wish you the best thank you so much for listening and we love you we love you bye bye <laughs>